Spirits and, and witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. And it is the beginning of the month, which means we have everybody's favorite astrologer, Jarrell, joining us. That's me. That's Hi, you. everybody. <laughs> Hi, Jarrell. Oh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I feel like this is going to be a very stupid thing to say, but I feel like I'm mostly surviving the retrogrades quite well. I hope I didn't just tempt fate by saying that. But um, yeah, like I'm here. I'm good. Monica, how about you? I, I'm having a little bit of cluster fuckery with the retrogrades, but yeah, but I'm hanging in there. I'm still hanging in there. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, yeah. the good news. You'll make it through. Yes. Yeah, that is the good news. You'll make it through. Yes. Um, the good news is that it's October, which is yeah. like, yeah. it's like, tis the season of the witch. I've been Witchy like, October. Exactly. I've been like obsessed with the weather report. It's this really weird thing where like every day I get up and I look at my phone and I check the 10 day weather report as if it's going to change that fucking much in 24 hours. But, um, I'm really excited that the weather is going to start getting cooler, at least in, in Los Angeles, where we are. It might be cooler where some people are already listening, but, um, you know, we might not have like a hundred degree Halloween and that would be quite lovely. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. I, I would like that if it was um, overcast, at least overcast for Halloween, that would make me very happy. That would be very nice. Yeah. Um, so before we dive right on in, Monica does have some stuff to do. So she might actually take off here in a little bit and then pop back in later. So Monica, we love you and we will talk Hopefully. to you while you're here. Yes, talk to me while I'm here. I, I have a few minutes before I have to run out, but I'm going to come right back and see if you guys are still talking and come right back on. So there you go. There we go. Um, Jarrell, take yes. it away. What's up, Space Daddy? Oh, my gosh. So um, welcome to October, everybody. October 2021. Uh, it's Libra season and also Scorpio season mm -hmm. at the end. So it's it's going to be an exciting month. It's definitely very eventful, celestially. Uh, <laughs> you have to forgive me. I feel kind of like stuttery today. I don't know. Maybe this is my retrograde experience with Mercury, which we are starting out with. Dun, <laughs> the, dun, dun. With October. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, October is very much all about that Mercury retrograde. It's basically Mercury is going to be in retrograde the first three weeks, which is basically, you know, three fourths of the whole month uh, before it goes direct again. So um, we're starting off this month with a wacky energy, wacky backwards energy um, in Libra season. So how, how's that been? I know, like Monica, you said, like it's been kind of treating you not so well, but um, how about you, Shauna? You know, I've been okay. I did have like a, a technology mishaps with my computer yesterday. I'm teaching my mini series playing with ghosts and oh yeah that's right it's over zoom and it's i love that class just because i mean i will talk to people forever about ghosts so that's that's cool um but my camera decided to like not work and then do a lot of really strange things so i had like this bizarre panic moment where i was like shit this is a zoom class they need to be able to see me um luckily <sighs> Ricky was home though, um, because he's definitely the tech savvy one out of the two of us, and he was able to romance my computer into into working. But it's definitely got like one foot in the grave. Yeah, no, I totally get that because like I'm teaching my astrology class right now too, and I've I think I've been feeling like the effects of the retrograde a little earlier because I've had definitely a lot of blips with my uh, internet connection coming in and out. So. <laughs> uh you know it is what, what it is but do? yeah you know we we get it back on as soon as we can but you know it's 
disruptive and it's not fun. Uh, that's for sure. But I don't know, like as far as this uh, retrograde goes, I feel like sure it's been like disruptive and, you know, annoying, but you know, that's expected. I feel like it so far it's not as bad as the last one. Cause the last one just felt so like emotionally like heavy. Whereas this one, it's like, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. This one's a lot more forgiving that way where it's like, I don't feel all of the, I don't know. I get super annoyed during retrogrades, either at the beginning or the end. It's usually one of the two and I will get like a little emotional, but this one, you're right. It's been a little bit easier to kind of manage than the last time for sure. Yeah. So, um, well, um, like I said, though, just kind of moving forward with um, the horoscope for the month, um, I, I said before that this is a pretty eventful month, and um, I know um, we're kind of going to be um, putting this out um, toward the beginning of um, October, right? Um, so we're already going to be kind of in it. But uh, one of the, the next big things that's going to be happening is going to be happening on October 6th. And it's a, it's a pretty big deal what's happening that particular day. Um, specifically that day, we're going to have a new moon. Yay for all you witchy people, right? Uh, so the new moon specifically, um, for anyone that practices, you know, you know, witchcraft or magic and anything like that is usually a very opportune time um, to, you know, set new goals and initiatives for a lot of different things, you know, because new moons, dark moons, they're typically the time for us witchy folk or us cunning folk to like plant seeds for like, you know, um, intentions that we want to manifest, you know, for ourselves or in the world, right? Um, but this particular moon, uh, new moon is going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal in a sense that there's not going to be one quite like it, at least not for a really long time. So what's going on um, on the 6th and the new moon, at least for all of us here in Los Angeles, is going to occur between like 3.30ish to about 4.55ish. Um, um, so we've got like basically a little over an hour window um, for this new moon. So and you know, it's happening during that witching hour, right? Uh, so but it's a new moon that's happening in libra uh so with that being said you know we've got the sun and the moon uh conjoined in the sign of libra and libra is a super amazing sign to work with um especially when it comes to rolling out things um or projects uh, that you really want to see through to the end. You know, Libra is a very sort of like go-getter kind of energy, or it has a very go-getter kind of energy because uh, Libra, as we know, um, just as a sign, energetically, spiritually, all of that, um, is it's it's an air sign um, and it's a cardinal sign. So. I know that when we talk about all of the the different signs in the zodiac, Libra is definitely often portrayed as the sign that is all about diplomacy and aesthetic, uh, but most of all balance. But you know, when Libra is negatively impacted or like um, kind of projecting its more negative uh, significations, it can be seen as a sign that's also very indecisive or a little over compromising or conforming um, and has a tendency towards gossip, right? Uh, and you know, I think- I, I used to work with this astrologer when I was a teenager, I was a clerk at a psychic shop and she was like this old, short, just like bitchy lady. And that was just like, honestly, like kind of like I aspired to be like that dude. I'd walk past her <laughs> and like you'd hear her on the phone with her friends going, hun, shut up. Who's talking? I'm like, oh damn, go you. Like, and she sounded just like that. But um, she would always like yell at us for like stereotyping the signs, right? And she's yeah. like, that's not true. You can't do that. But and she was a Libra. Like, she would talk mad shit about Libras, though. And she'd always be like, oh, hon, if you want to starve to death, just ask a Libra where they want to eat. <laughs> she'd always say that. 
And she would always say that like Libras were the worst tippers. I don't know if that's true, but I just always thought it's funny because she she ever heard she's like, oh well, they're like that because they're a cancer, whatever. She'd rip you a new asshole, but then she'd like shit all over Libras. And finally, we were like, hey, what's your sign? She's like, I'm a Libra. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it takes I one to know one, right? Be really imbalanced trying to really trying to get that balance because i find them to be a lot a lot of them imbalanced to be honest with you i mean honestly every sign to a certain extent or context is gonna have you know some state of like imbalance right i mean i think when it comes to these significations for libra it really comes down to like you know the anatomy of a sign you know every sign is made up of a polarity a modality and an element right and i think because of the element of air that you know libra is signified under it brings in this uh sense of you know uh socializing you know it's it's very much a sign that's tied to social spheres um social interactions but it's also a sign that is known for its like mental faculties and like prowess right but because libra is also a cardinal sign right uh, the mode um when we're talking about like the element of like you know being social or very like uh mentally nimble right um the approach comes from the modality or the mode which is cardinal and cardinal you uh, cardinal signs and there's four of them there's like aries cancer capricorn and then of course libra their approach to everything whatever element that they um signify is to be very direct and to basically initiate and um be very proactive um with whatever they set their minds to so when you um are taking this like archetypal energy and you know you're making it a sign that is not just very like mentally you know uh focused and adaptable but then also very social as well and then you attach this cardinal sort of energy to it then this is a sign that can not necessarily that it's going to be a natural leader per se i mean i think a lot of libras make great libra uh, a lot of Libras make great leaders, um, but they definitely have a charm and a grace where they can bring people and masses together, um, you know, whether that's through aesthetic, you know, because remember, like, uh, Libra is also a sign that's very much known for being uh, very much at one with, you know, beauty and aesthetic and all of that. And I think that also comes from, you know, the fact that Libra is ruled by Venus. You know, Venus is, you know, the goddess, she is the planet that embodies, you know, the things we value. And, you know, you ask anyone what they value, it's always the same things. It's love, home, family, money, security, your resources, your possessions, you know. And so when all of those things kind of fit within the domain of Venus who rules Libra, then it's it makes sense that, you know, the archetype of Libra is guided by beauty and this ability to create ease and harmony amongst all of the, you know, uh, the people that it touches, you know, or the things, you know, so. You know what I know about Libras for sure? They have some kind of talent. They're very talented. They're either artists, singers, dancers, writers, something. They mm -hmm. have some kind of creative talent. They're always uh, creators. That's what I find with Libras to be true. Oh, abs absolutely. And I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, just being touched by, you know, Venus's like eye and rulership, you know, uh, you know, even Taurus is, um, Taurus is ruled by Libra and it, it is in a way like, you know, a very sort of peaceful sort of sign, you know, it's stubborn or it can be, but it's very much grounded in this um, state of like, you know, beauty and Zen and, you know, it's, you know, mm -hmm. I guess that harmony, um, which is really what, you know, Venus is about, you know, uh, Venus is about harmony, you know, Libras are also known as being very diplomatic and being peacemakers. And I think that signification comes from Venus as well, you know, um, but one thing I will say when it comes to this archetype of Libra um, is, you know, as far as like, you know, 
if I were going to describe Libra, I would think of Libra more as like a harmonizer rather than a peacemaker, you know, because the thing is, and I might be a little philosophical here, but like, you know, with, with this idea of peace, most people think of like, you know, being like in a state of like tranquility or serenity where, you know, everything is just, you know, at calm, you know, it's just calm and like, you know, nothing's going on. But the thing is, it's peace in itself is an energy that is so active. Like it's not a stagnant energy at all. And, you know, I heard somewhere that to really understand peace, you have to know violence or you have to be a violent person to really understand peace because yeah because you know if you are having a face-off with somebody like and there's like true animosity between you and an opponent when two opponents come together to form a truce that truce is the peace that is standing you know and it's being able to hold on to that truce that creates peace you know but it doesn't mean that that volatile energy still isn't there but when it comes to libra you know being a peacemaker versus a harmonizer you know harmony is a very different energy and it's also very active you know think of it as you have a whole bunch of people in the room and they're trying to sing right and you know they have different ranges in their voices some are kind of pitchy maybe some are flat and some can actually carry a tune but if you can be that director that can take each person's sound and make it sound as if they're all part of the same sort of like you know i guess chord i you know like if you can make them sound not discordant yeah that is that is what harmony is it's basically wrangling a whole bunch of different varying extreme energies and making them work together as one and that is really the energy of libra that's why i think because of that venusian sort of quality um that libra is very much it's a harmonizer and that's why it uh comes off as being maybe um you know a little bit overly like conformist or um, compromising because it's trying to harmonize all the different things. Uh, That's why Libra can tend to be indecisive because it's trying to find the right way to align everybody and get everyone on the same page so you can move forward as like one unit, you know, but when, you know, that Libra energy is able to be impactful and take effect, there's a lot of great, amazing things that can happen in that energy you know what i mean so uh <laughs> anyway i know i rambled on and on about um libra here but you know it's kind of cool though because it's their time and you know i'm just yeah. thinking, like as you were saying that I'm, I'm thinking of the libras that i know and i'm like yeah this is like pretty true for them in all these like different ways like i can totally see this as just like kind of being you know part of who they are at their core it's pretty cool yeah and you know one of the reasons why i wanted to spend a little time on that is because this very much is going to be a libra month a lot of the energies um are going to be centering within um the uh the sign of libra and it's starting with that full moon on the sixth or sorry not full moon i'm sorry it's a new moon i'm so sorry yeah it's a new moon so you know this is a new moon happening on the sixth and every time we have a new moon that's basically a conjunction between the sun and the moon and this is a point in time when if you look up at the sky you're not going to see the moon because the moon is basically being you know overshadowed by, by the sun you know what i mean so you won't be able to see her light at all but it's kind of like you know when you decide that you want to start a garden right and you have your seeds and then you plant them there's probably gonna be a few good like week to several weeks where you're not gonna see anything happen because all of the activity is happening underground everything is kind of like molding and creating and taking root right and that's kind of what's happening with a new moon energetically it's you know the seeds are being planted and it's starting to take root right um so 
With that being said, the energy for the moon in its new phase is in the sign of Libra. And so when we're taking this energy of, you know, harmony and, you know, projecting forward in a positive way and taking everyone that wants to come with us with us, you know, that's the seed that's being planted. But the reason why I say this particular new moon is special and we're not going to see one like it in a long time is because there's a stellium that's happening exactly at the same time as the new moon so we're getting a new vocabulary word yes okay so a stellium uh depending on you know which astrologer you talk to they're gonna say that when you have three planets in one sign that would be a stellium because when you have two planets that are literally right on top of each other that's a conjunction right but if you have two planets in the same sign that would mean that two planets are co-present they're you know present at the same time in the same sign but when you have three planets or more in the same sign then that's a stellium okay so it's it's basically a grouping of stars and i say some astrologers because some astrologers say that it has to be four planets or more i'm kind of with the camp that says it has to be three planets or more because um that's how i learned and that's how i like it (laughs) i guess you could say uh but anyway this is actually not a stellium it's a four planetium Okay, so we have oh, no. can you hear me now? Yes, I can. So it's a four planet stellium. It's a four planet stellium between the sun, the moon, Mercury, and Mars. So this is also very special because remember, um, uh, do we remember the term Cassini? That is when something is like really close to the sun or like in like a direct path with it, right? Yeah, it's right on top of the sun within um, one degree or even like 17 minutes, uh, depending on who you talk to. But, you know, basically when planets get really close to the sun, uh, they go under the beams or uh they even become combust, meaning they almost become useless because when you look at the sun's light in the sky, it's like it's too bright. You can't see anything. So if a planet gets too close to the sun, um, it becomes under the beams or combust. And the significations that the planet is trying to carry out or influence, like the sun's too bright, so you can't see the job that they're doing, you know? But Mm -hmm. when a planet becomes directly exactly aligned with the sun it's like that planet becomes super powered you know it's almost like that planet becomes the be all end all of what's happening in the sky you know what i mean and at this point at uh the time of the new moon both mars and um mercury are gonna be kazemi like it's a it's a double kazemi that's pretty cool and this is all going down on the sixth on the sixth okay yeah. so we are putting this out on the fourth so you guys got two days <laughs> to get your shit together because this looks like yeah. it's going to be cool so here's my question though um yeah outside of what does that necessarily mean as far as like what qualities will we see that's like a mars well, or mercury quality but also since mercury is still in retrograde uh mm-hmm. does that is that going to make make this kazemi um affect us maybe a little differently than it would if it wasn't in retrograde uh, yes, it will, because energetically, I mean, no one really wants to see a planet in retrograde, right? But that doesn't mean that uh, Mercury being retrograde is bad when it goes Kazemi. It just means the way you work with it has to be approached a little bit differently. And, you know, any planet that's in retrograde, you definitely want to lean into that energy of the Rees, you know, you know, resolve, uh, revitalize, revise, relocate, you know, all the Rees, right? So that's just the way that you you have to know going in that you're going to be working with Mercury during that Kazemi. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, when we're talking about a new moon, we're planting seeds anyway. So it kind of works with that energy um, by default, you know. So 
um, with that being said, you know, we always think of, you know, the moon having its different phases that it goes through. You know, the moon goes through a dark slash new moon phase, which is great for planting seeds. And then, you know, it goes through seven other phases after that. It goes into a, you know, waxing crescent, which is great to start you know, doing magic for abundance and prosperity because things are going to start growing from that point. It's like going from a seed to a sprout, you know, uh, if you're looking at an analogy. And then when we get to the waxing quarter phase, you know, this is a great time to start instilling a sense of creativity into like whatever you're trying to manifest. Uh, and then, a, you know, the waxing gibbous phase and then a full moon, right? And the full moon is like the full potential, but it's also the full reflection of the sun's light. Uh, so on and so forth, right? So we always think of the moon as having phases, but all the planets have phases too. What? Oh, I like that. So okay. here's the thing. The, the planet's phases, like they can either start with each other, but more importantly in this sense, because we have two Kazemis, Kazemis being a solar condition. These are basically, I guess you could say like Mars's new year with the sun. Because every time we have a solar return, right, you know, that's like our birthday, right? So you could say this is like, you know, um, Mars and Mercury's unofficial birthdays. This is like the start of their new cycles around, you know, everything. Ooh, okay. So, so when we're talking about Mars being the planet of action and, you know, um, the things that you prioritize in your life, the things, you know, that you want to strive to win at, you know, you know, this is the time to plant those seeds, you know, if you're working with Mars, if you are working with Mercury, it's about what are the things that you want to express and communicate in an outward fashion and ultimately alchemy, um, uh, alchemicalize <laughs> and manifest, you know what I mean? Uh, so, I mean, that this this is a really special new moon because you have the opportunity to work with literally three different new cycles. So super good. And it's all in that Libra energy, that harmonizing energy. So if you kind of felt like up until now, at least for a period of time, your life has been kind of, you know, cruddy, you know, Start planting the seeds for things that you want, you know, like, you know, see how you can start bringing a little bit of that, you know, beauty and, you know, aesthetic and harmony into your life and plant those seeds now because with what's coming up later, you're going to need it to pay oh, off. You Jesus. know what I mean? Uh, you got to hate it when Jarrell says something like that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my he, like, God. So It's interesting because, you know, you know, you said that this is going to premiere on the 4th and, you know, honestly, this month is really going to be about that. You're going to have a very little turnaround time for a lot of the things that are happening this month. It's uh, it's basically the the planets are going to get into these really amazing amazing uh, events, right? They're going to be part of these huge amazing events, but the preparation time that you have for them is literally like hours or a day you know what I mean because while they're carrying out a particular energy it'll like suddenly drop and become something new and that's kind of like the theme of this month <laughs> for the planets it's like a, a lot of hurry up and wait so if there was a sort of like personal magical theme for this month, and I'll re uh, reiterate this at the end, but it's the theme I'm, I'm coming up with here for all of you is try to carve without caving or try to carry without caving uh, because, uh, because all of this new energy, you know, there always is, you know, with anything that's new, there's always like, you know, that, um, oh, what's the phrase? It's, uh, it, it takes some times to like, th there's a learning curve, right? Mm -hmm. 
there's a learning curve to everything, right? So while we are like, you know, fresh and op optimistic and trying to work all these new energies that we're trying to manifest and stuff like that, you know, we have to understand that there's also a learning curve with that. But when the next event hits, it's like, oh, can I still carry this while approaching this also? You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you just- mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you. I just like- pregnant brain i gotta say it before it's gone um with you yeah. saying that um the herb that comes to mind or tree rather would be willow like if you wanted to kind of lean Ooh, into yeah like some plant magic for this month because when he's saying mm -hmm. this like what how did you say it like bend but not cave how did yeah did to to carve something out without but caving or to carry go. something out without mm -hmm. caving and yeah. I think willow has that because willow trees can survive really intense windstorms that oak trees can't yeah. because willows know when to bend. They bend, but they never break. Ooh, I like that. And, you know, also, too, willow is very much a tree that's associated with the moon. And, you know, if that's something you start out working with with this new moon, I think that would be really aligned to that energy for sure. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. All right. You know? So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. But yeah, uh, but yeah, so that's what's going on with the six and it, it, it starts off pretty strong, you know, um, but you know, there's an interesting thing that's happening with this Kazemi too, because you do have all four of these different planets trying to do their own very unique special job, but they're all trying to do it together. So sometimes a problem you have with stelliums having a whole bunch of planets in one sign is you have too many cooks in one kitchen. You know what I mean? So it's like you have Mars that's trying to win at everything. You have Mercury that's trying to communicate all the things. You have the moon that's trying to like nurture and like survive on instinct alone. And then you have the sun that's like, here's the path, everybody. Follow the, you know, follow the light, <laughs> you know, you know, so it's, it's a whole bunch of strong energies trying to get you to do all the things at one time. It's almost like, you know, when you go to college for the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, I got my class schedule. And then it comes a time where you have to get all your books. I mean, I don't know um, how it works now. I think everything is like kind of online now, but I mean, I, you know, I went to college in the early 2000s. So we still like used book books. <laughs> Not only that, but like now you're sending me back. I'm having flashbacks only to how much the fucking books cost. But to yeah. like that line at the bookstore, like if you didn't yeah. manage to like figure out your books ahead of time. Oof. Yeah. And then it's like, it's one thing to be excited and get all the books because you can actually get all the books. You know, you, you, you know, you, you talk to the right people, you got the ones saved, but then you have to stand that line and you've got like this tower of books that you're trying to carry all at once. That's kind of what it's like. It's like, you're still at the beginning, but you have like every like arm and limb, you know, filled with all of the all of the tools and instruments that you need you know for a good year you know ahead of you you know right, so yeah. it's it's kind of it's like you're just trying to carry a lot with these new beginnings but that's not necessarily a bad thing because you know if you can make it through you can get through everything right you know um, I think that's that's true with just everything in general but you know yeah it it can be overwhelming. I'm not going to lie when I say that, but good is good. It's a good start. You know, the energy is there for a good start, but you have to take responsibility for all the good that you're going to be applying to yourself. You know what I mean? Every beginning that's new and positive is positive, but it's also hard. It, it, it comes with its own set of hardships. You know what I mean? This will be a so. good practice for everybody, though, because honestly, and me included, I feel like going through, you know, all the retrogrades like we do, but also through 2020, and let's be real, 2021 has been just as much of a shit show. I think we're just not, like advertising it as much you know so it's like there's been a lot yeah. that everyone's gone through but also there's been a lot that we've been able to put blame on other things for and blame the retrograde blame the craziness of 2020 or something else so i think this is a really good practice for all of us to return to that sense of personal responsibility and accountability mm -hmm. um 
because as witches, that's also very fucking important. You want to up your game magically, like take responsibility for your shit, and you're going to watch your magic grow tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So, all right. So I'm looking at my notes, and I think I've messed up a little bit because <laughs> I got really excited about this Kazemi. So here's the thing. Uh, the Kazemi actually is still happening around the same time, but it's actually happening on the 9th, <laughs> not okay. the 6th. So we do have a new moon happening on the 6th. All of those planets are going to be really close together. They're practically conjoined, basically, but they don't go into an exact Kazemi until the 9th. So you're going to have these planets, all four of these planets kind of like teetering in and out of each other, you know, for the next couple days before they go exact on the 9th, which is around uh, 5.55 a.m. if you want to work with that window of the, the Kazemi. will still this, be yeah. on the 6th, right? Yeah, there's still going to be a stellium in the six because all the all the planets are in the same sign, but they, they're not going to go into an exact conjunction. The exact conjunction is the Kazemi. Uh, they're not going to go into that Kazemi until the ninth. So, um, yeah, and if you do decide that you want to work exactly with that window of the Kazemi for all you astrological magicians out there, you literally have a five-minute window. Starting Damn, at five fifty-five. This, this month is going to be like a hurry up, yeah. kind of situation. All right, look at that. Yes, you have five minutes. <laughs> starting at five fifty-five a.m. in Los Angeles. So I'm not sure exactly what that would be for other parts of the U.S. or the world, but I can at least say for Los Angeles, uh, it's five fifty-five a.m. Um, and it's literally a five-minute window when they're all going to be aligned exactly at the same. Uh, degree okay. so yeah and it's early that's that's it. early yeah <laughs> so so yeah and um but what's what's pretty cool though is you know once you get that good energy going once you have those like seeds planted with like your magic and your intention and all of that it's it's a waiting game you know, and it's just waiting to see how it's going to sprout for you, right? And so in between then and the next big event, you know, there's actually going to be a lot of like pleasant things happening in the middle of October, you know, like a lot of really good sextiles and trines between the planets, you know, Venus um, actually is going to be going into Sagittarius. So she's getting out of Scorpio, thank goodness, because she hated being in that sign. Not that Scorpio is a bad sign at all. It's just Venus doesn't do well in that sign because it's the mm -hmm. sign of her detriment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Venus wants to be soft and lovable and cuddly, but she has to be sharp and like, you know, menacing in Scorpio because that's how that energy makes her. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So now- She can sail into that very well. Really so, well, yeah. yeah. She can be, she can seriously be like, a badass warrior in um in scorpio which is awesome in its own right but that's not venus's mo you know it's like that's not how we know her yeah. so when she has to go into that role it's an event and if you're on the wrong end of it it sucks <laughs> you, you know so but with that being said she is going to be going into Sagittarius and you know as soon as she gets there she's going to have a nice like sextile to Saturn and then she's going to have a sextile to um, Mercury so all of the boundaries and things you want to communicate are going to have ease you know like the sun is going into a trine with Jupiter so it kind of feels like your path is going to be illuminated in the most like jovial expanded way you know like and then midway through the month by the 17th and then the 18th all of the planets are going to go direct we will have no planets in retrograde period by the 18th that is really nice it's to kind know. of amazing yeah. Um, so my question for you with that is, is mm -hmm. there going to be like a weird rocky period, like right before that, as everything's stationing direct? Because that's going to be a whole lot of like shifts of energy. Yeah. Happening. No, it is. But you know what, though? Like, you know, after that new moon, Kazemi, it's almost like the energy um, is going to feel 
optimistic and positive and stuff like that and then like it's literally going to be little thing after little thing that just builds on top of that but they're all positive you know what i mean and then so it's like when it gets to um jupiter stationing direct on the 17th and then uh, Mercury stationing uh, direct on the 18th. Oh, and then Saturn stations direct even earlier on the 10th. You know what I mean? It's like uh, there's enough time for all that happy, you know, like transition or not. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say happy, but there's enough time for those transitions to kind of settle, you know. But here's the thing. As soon as Mercury goes direct, you're going to have a little amount of time to prepare for what's going on because literally two days later, you're going to have a full moon. And full moons typically are really great because we as witches like love to work with the full moon. It's when we can manifest the most, you know, because we have the moon at her fullest light and potential or we can like use that fullness to reflect on like, you know, what we've planted, all of that. But this particular full moon is... um I really hate to say this because I like to have a silver lining with everything, but this is like not a full moon to go out in. This is going to be like kind of not great. It's going to not be a great full moon. Oh, um, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, there's like an up and up and then it's going to like literally bot this full moon is going to body slam us. <laughs> uh, so what's happening with this full moon is we're gonna have a whole bunch of squares happening between the planets we've got the sun still conjoined or conjunct with mars right but is going to be squaring pluto and then pluto is going to be squaring the moon so the way i would kind of describe the energy of this particular full moon you know when like you know we think of like a full moon and we think of like wolves howling at the moon and like werewolves and stuff like that and it's really chaotic and uneasy and stuff like that it's going to be like that you know this is very much a moon that's like a powder keg waiting to explode because with that moon in aries which is so dramatic you know opposing you know uh mars and um the sun in libra it's like there's a lot of under the surface tension that is like energetically just ready to explode and then they're all squaring pluto which is that planet that signifies transformation through crisis and desire yeah right so So, I feel like this is what full moons are like a lot anyway, and you see like a lot of this like, I don't know, like passive aggressiveness, like you see it with like the way people drive Mm -hmm. and shit like that. (laughs) I always know when it's a full moon from like the way people are driving on the road. And so now I'm just kind of like, okay, so this one, I'm going to... I'm just not going to go anywhere. Like, fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I normally don't say this you know like but i literally feel like just for myself like i kind of want to hide under a rock during this full moon <laughs> like, when is this again? oh the full moon is happening um on october 20th um so literally like the day after everything all the planets go direct you know so it's like oh everything <laughs> is gonna be great again body just slam just kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah so <laughs> And, you know, this is where the theme of, you know, carve it out without caving or carry everything without caving really comes into play because it's like you're going to, you know, have the training wheels for like a little bit with the seeds that you've planted, but you got to get good at, you know, carrying all of that stuff real good, real fast, because basically once this full moon hits, um, uh, it, it kind of the astrological weather really does get kind of sour. Like, I don't even want to get into November, but November is going to be kind of harsh. And this is like, um, yeah, the start of it. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, but the great thing about Libra season is it's relatively going to feel very positive. And what's interesting is when we get into this full moon, Uh, by the 20th literally two days later it becomes scorpio season and it becomes you know very very challenging (laughs) to say the least so so yeah like all the 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 positive you know 
reinforcement, I should say, or support really occurs during the time the sun is in Libra. And, you know, it's not to say that Scorpio season is going to be total hell in a handbasket. There's always going to be, you know, these great little moments and nuggets here and there. You know what I mean? But sometimes, you know, depending on your own personal horoscope, you know, it might hit you really hard where like, you know, the little things are just not enough to like, you know, kind of balance things out or, you know, give you leverage, you know, but that's, that's going to be more on a personal um, horoscopic analysis than anything else. You know what I mean? Because there are positive things happening in November. It's just, um, they're really heavy hitting squares and oppositions um, that affect everybody. So, yeah. All righty. Well, yeah. but I have a is, question. Yeah, I don't go mean for it. to jump ahead. But is, is Halloween going to be a forgiving day at least? Yes. Yeah, okay. Halloween All is right, actually cool. going to, yeah, Halloween is going <laughs> to be one of those like nice little times. Um, I think, I mean, the, the one thing that is going to be a little problematic during Halloween is I think Saturn. Um, but with that being said, there's also a lot of planets that are aspecting to Saturn nicely. So, you know, I mean, I would say that definitely Halloween, there's there's some good stuff there. I mean, what's happening on the, you know, the 31st is uh, one of the the two things that's nice that happens after the full moon because uh, on the 31st, and I'll jump backwards to the first thing in a bit, but on the 31st, we have Mercury uh, trining Jupiter, you know, and this is actually kind of a cool energy because it's like things are going to be communicated and expanded in a great way. You know, when, um, when we started off this month with that Mercury retrograde, you remember how last month I said like this retrograde is going to be a kind of like, it could be really good or really bad for you, mm -hmm. depending because like while Mercury is, starting to move backwards it's going to square with pluto but it's also going to be trining jupiter but then also starting to join with mars you know what i mean like it's really kind of one of those like it could go either way for somebody you know like it could either be really good or really bad but there's not really going to be a middle ground right but because mercury was moving backwards and hitting that trine with jupiter hitting that square with pluto conjoining with mars as he stations direct, he's going to hit all of those again, <laughs> you know, you know, so it's basically, um, you know, I was talking to Carrie, you know, one of the owners of the green man. And she was like, so basically what you're saying is Mercury is going to run over me with a truck, go into reverse back up over me again, and then pull forward on top of me again. <laughs> and that's potentially what is happening here. So, you know, when, when Mercury- at that point, it sounds more like a mercy killing. He's like, oh shit, I hit a human. Yeah. Okay, let me make sure it's dead. It's the least I can do. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I mean, but it depends because, you know, it's like, you know, if, you know, what's really activating for you on an individual basis is that trying with Jupiter, then it's, not necessarily a mercy killing, is it? It's like going to be like just a bunch of really cool stuff happening again and again and again, right? And so, I hope all anyway, of that is true for every single person listening. I like, know, I me hope too. You guys all get blessed with that. <laughs> um, so, it, I mean, it, it depends. But anyway, at the beginning of the month, Mercury is going to hit all that stuff in the beginning. And then, literally, at the end of the month, um, is going to hit those things again. And on the 31st on Halloween, it's going to be making that trine for a second time before, you know, hitting it a third time mid-November. So. All righty. Well. Yeah. Uh, so, or actually that, actually, no, I think I might have lied. I think that might be the last time it's going to hit the trine. Let's double check my notes here. Uh, you guys, one of these days, I'm going to have to post up a picture on our Facebook and Instagram of Jarrell's notes because they're <laughs> not like, you know, you would think it's like little jotted down like scribbles and symbols. like paragraphs, but it's all fucking symbols. Like it, it's crazy. Like I looked at them. I'm like, I have no clue what's going on. It's legit. It's phone language. It's really no, cool. I, actually, no, I think that's the last time it's going to hit the trine. So, but anyway, um, 
uh, just a little earlier, like uh, maybe a week earlier, um, after that full moon, what is going to be kind of nice is, you know, is what's going to happen with Venus. She's going to uh, make a sextile to Jupiter. So it's like, you know, the things happening with Jupiter this month are going to be, I think, energetically very positive because, you know, Jupiter's an Aquarius. And, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's the best sign he can be in, but it's not the worst, you know? And I think like Jupiter being in an Aquarius, you know, like when he, well, when Jupiter goes into a sign, he stays in that sign for literally a whole year. So we've gotten used to Jupiter's energy in Aquarius. And, you know, when Jupiter went into Aquarius earlier in the year, actually at the tail end of December, of 2020 you know things started to look up and became really optimistic especially after covid hitting so bad you know and like um when cool positive events happened with jupiter you know like just as an example you know we got that vaccine you know and you know it was like it was like that little ray of hope you know, that, oh, things could get better again. And, you know, what's interesting is with Jupiter is, uh, or with Mercury going into retrograde, hitting that Jupiter trine, uh, and then, like, you know, backing over, hitting it again, and then moving forward and hitting it again, it almost feels like, you know, if I were to, like, you know, compartmentalize it into, like, one theme, it's like that vaccine theme is, like, coming up again because, like, when it hit, like, mid-September, you know, it was like, oh, the issue of like the vaccines were coming up again. You know what I mean? And then um, when it like hit literally on the 1st of October, it was like all the news about like, you know, kids being able to get vaccinated came up, you know, and it's like it went under review. And then it seems like, you know, something's going to be finalized by the end of the month when it comes to that. So, you know, just like an interesting observation, right? Uh, when it comes to to that because you know when we talk about like wellness and like optimism and stuff like that I mean it's a little thing but it is definitely an expansion in the right way so and what's really cool is right after that full moon Venus is going to hit Jupiter by a sextile and then at the end Mercury is going to hit it with a trine aspect so i mean the end of the the month does look pretty good before it gets kind of crazy in november so so yeah oh boy i'm sorry you say like things are getting crazy in november i'm like i'm having a baby in november no so i'm just like it's gonna be crazy no matter what but um like yeah. I don't, I don't know what the planets are doing, but I'm just gonna ask you ahead of time. Can you just make me a candle for every single thing that they're doing to just make them be nice to me while I give birth? Is that a sure. thing? Can you do that? Yeah. Are you just gonna come to my house with like a Santa Claus <laughs> size sack full of like little votives in every fucking color? Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, well, we could definitely do something. I mean, you know, that's that that's the thing about being like you know spiritual and witchy is like you know you're you have every tool at your disposal to not be a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's if there's one thing witches are not, it's not victims, you know? Like, you know, we we learn how to push the hand of fate. So like why <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I mean, of course, you know, if I can help you out with that if you want. Thank you. And you know, <laughs> I think that's a really beautiful thing that you said. If there's one thing that witches are not, they are not victims. I think that's wonderful and I think that's something that maybe we all need to remember once in a while because let's be real life kind of kicks us all in the ass you know and it just it happens and it's part of it so you know I know that we all love Jarell and we love the astrology episodes for so many reasons but now the next time that you're down you can just hear Jarell's voice whisper in your ear if there's one thing witches are not they're <laughs> not victims and I think that's amazing yeah love it okay cool cool do we have anything else for this month or have we have I mean, we gone through the shenanigans i mean that is that is pretty much like all the things that i have in my notes uh, because then it it's just november stuff so cool <laughs> so yeah well, um if yeah if anything you know like we've got um a lot of crazy energies celestially centered around uh, the moon cycle so the new moon and the full moon so the you know if anything everything in between if you know you miss that just know that there's that huge Kazemi new moon uh, and then there's that 
grand T square uh, with the planets uh, with the full with the full moon. So plant the seeds of all the things that you want to manifest in an optimistic, happy way, you know, for your life, you know, um, even if it seems unrealistic, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to dream and hope, right? So, you know, just put it out there, you know, and then carry it with you, you know, as to as, as best you can to your ability, you know, that, and that's, that's really what it's about. I mean, this is a seed planting month while the conditions are good uh, and then it's going to get crazy, but you know, when doesn't it ever get crazy? You know, it's kind of like, you know, um, just because you plant something new doesn't mean like the conditions are always going to be great. You have to still tend the thing that you created, right? Exactly. Make sure that it's good. So, and you that's, know- it's That's funny because it. a lot of like what so Monica and I uh, before we hopped on with you we recorded um, the monthly reading for Patreon and a lot of oh. what you said kind of like was right on point with what we picked up for that. So I think that's really oh, cool. cool. Like it lined up really well because I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, man, we should have recorded the Patreon thing after we talked to Jarrell because then we'd like you know know what the planets are doing so maybe that's like cheating maybe we should do it before we talk to you you know but um this was kind of <laughs> cool because it, it lined up pretty nicely I mean I wouldn't think it's cheating because that that's one of the biggest points of astrology is you really can look at the forecast ahead of time so you can make you know good choices as you say you know good make good choices, choices you know and you know if anything you know that that is one of the leg ups that you know witchy people that get into all of this stuff have you know it's being able to see ahead um at all of the auspicious moments and then knowing when all of the inauspicious moments are so we can make better choices right so choices. love it well Thank you, as always, for taking time, Jarrell, to come and just help us navigate life by the stars and by the planets, because you oh, definitely are such a really wonderful, um, just guiding force for the month, you know what I mean? And and I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again, I've never fully been interested in astrology because it has to do with space and we know how i feel about <laughs> space and aliens but you do take this and make it something that i feel like just doing the, these episodes with you i've learned a lot about astrology in a way Me that too. i feel like i'm starting to comprehend it you too Monica? oh good i'm so yeah, glad me too it's slow slowly sinking in yes absolutely yeah. like i love that thank you so there. much you're really a fabulous teacher and you're incredibly thorough thank um, you and if you guys want to learn more about this from him you can because he does teach it and he teaches i think it's called astrology for witches right yeah yeah so it's yeah, not just astrology it's how to like use it in your magic which is really cool so mm -hmm. um if you go to thegreenmanstore.com and check out calendar of events you can look at the astrology stuff that's usually taught by Jarrell and it'll say if you click on it with Jarrell but if you guys ever want to take a class with him he does teach and like I said he's a great teacher as I'm sure he has taught all of you already so if you ever want to learn more <laughs> I definitely recommend Jarrell's classes because he's fantastic Absolutely. Yeah, and just, just a shameless plug here, like, yeah, I am actually teaching my astrology classes right now um, uh, in two parts. So I have a part one and a part two. Uh, part two is going to start mid-October, um, uh, around, <laughs> around that full moon. I, you know, I didn't realize at the time, so my bad, but... Uh, Roll with it, you'll be fine, you're a witch. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> so... Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, honestly, like, uh, I, I think it'll be fine. It's, it's about learning. And that's what, you know, how I'm going to use that full moon energy is to kind of like, you know, reflect on all of like, you know, the things that, you know, we can work with at our fullest potential. So, you know, just because a whole bunch of things are happening, and this is one thing I want to reiterate, you know, just because the planets kind of project that, an energy is not going to be just right or really negative or really challenging, right? It doesn't mean that you still can't do the things that you want to do. You should, I mean, first and foremost, you have to live your life, okay? You, you are not, you know, a victim or a, 
you know, someone that is subject to the planet's whims, like all the time. We still have agency. We still have free will. But knowing that those energies are potentially present, you just have to prepare yourself, you know? You know it's going to rain. That doesn't stop you from going to work. You just bring an umbrella, <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. So, you know, with that being said, uh, yeah, I and, you know, there's, there's, there's ways to work magic for that, and that is what part two of my astrology class is really all about. It's really more about planetary and astrological magic because – you know, working using astrology for magic is really more than just, you know, working with crystals and plants that have an affinity to planetary energies. You can also use the constellations, the fixed stars. You can even use the, the lunar mansions. Like, did you know that, you know how when we think of astrology, we think of seven zodiac signs, right? Did you know that the moon has 28 of her own signs? Really? they're called mansions yeah and that's one of the things that i teach is how to use the lunar signs all 28 of them Ooh. so and yeah you... mm -hmm. yeah I like so that. and then um the sun itself like outside of just the 12 has like 36 mini signs there's like three signs within each sign that you can work with also and they're called Ooh. decans yeah oh you know, dude, this, this show could go on for like 20 fucking years <laughs> and me and Monica will barely be grasping any of that shit. Like I, something tells me it's a lot. that that's just not going to be our strong point. Yeah, so. that's where that's where enters Jarrell. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's why we got Jarrell. Uh, yes. I realized that when we first started, we didn't um, talk about what we were drinking tonight. Oh. <laughs> like dang right. we're dropping the ball i'm i'm still on my coke zero kick um which is very exciting for me i think I, I talked about this i think on the last episode too um because because i can't have sugar and so it's been this like up and down of trying to find like the sugar-free drinks that don't have a lot of caffeine and all these things so i know that coke does have caffeine in it so i will be very wired for a while but it's it tastes really good and it doesn't have that gross diet taste that's awesome. Um, <laughs> just like a random thing about this. So the last time that we recorded, I was drinking one. And I think we were recording around this time. It was like about 830 at night or so. And guys, I was fucking wired to like two in the morning. Damn. And I could not sleep. And I was talking Ricky's fucking ear off. And oh my god. <laughs> thank God he was, you know, wide awake anyway and not trying to sleep. And finally he's like, What is wrong with you? Why aren't you sleeping right now? And then I realized it's because, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of caffeine these days, so I'm like a lot more sensitive to it. So this coke right now, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be lit for a while. It's gonna be a productive <laughs> night. So what are you guys drinking? Well, I'm, you know, I have my Starbucks. I've got like uh, one of those refreshers, but I spiked it. All right. <laughs> yeah, so. I got a little beer going on here. So I love yeah. it. So we all have our happy drinks. And yeah. just to like wrap everything up, Jarell, I'm putting you in the hot seat. Who's your shout out? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, everybody, <laughs> all the viewers at home. Like, uh, I, I just completed a class. Um, series uh, part one and i i loved all my students they were really great they really picked up the information so so quickly <laughs> and i'm so impressed by them so so yeah my students and everyone that loves astrology all right That's i like it <laughs> monica who you shouting out i have three shout outs i have one to um some wonderful woman I met today at the store who listens to our show named Jackie. So this shout out is for her. And you know what? I don't even know if I said the right name last month, but I want to correct it if I didn't. This is for Colin. In case I called you Connor, I apologize, but this is for Colin again. And my last shout out is to Heather Lynn because I got to see her today and I just adore her. So that's my shout out for this episode. I love it. Well, hi, Heather Lynn. I know you. And hi, Colin. Thank you, you for listening. And Jackie, you guys are awesome. Thank you. I hope that we provide you with hours of entertainment and education. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you guys for listening. My shout out is to our lovely friend, Eliza. Just Aww. because 
we were talking about Libras this whole time and she's a Libra and oh. I really like when you were like they have a thing for I think like you're saying something like aesthetic and beauty and I'm like yeah Eliza's like a vintage dream that just like stepped out of the 70s and made sense like just everything about her like she really brings that Libra energy and all of its positive like beautiful Venusy ways you know um, and I know her birthday's coming up so I just want to shout out to Eliza uh, she's also does the graphics for us so like our beautiful new logo that was all her so she's just she's fucking awesome so I love you I miss you dearly I cannot wait Aww. to see you again yeah, me I too I miss you too a lot I, I second your um your motion for Eliza is a shout out. She's awesome. I miss her too. Yeah, yeah we I really miss do. You, my friends. Yes, we do. Happy birthday too, Eliza. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I actually throw out one more shout out to Hell another yeah. one of my favorite Libras to Robbie? <laughs> oh, Robbie. Yeah. All right. Happy birthday, Happy Robbie. Birthday, Happy Robbie. birthday. We love yeah. you too. Love you. We love you too. Yes, indeed. All right. Yeah. And we love everybody that is listening. We love all of you guys. Thank you so much for just being here, for listening to us, for putting up with our shit. Yes. We appreciate it. And we'll see you guys soon. And until then, merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet again. Merry meet again.